0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. <sighs> Given by the name of The title that you guys um, are seeing right now, This conversation is going to be different to my usual ones because um, last week, I'm currently recording this on a Monday afternoon, last week I very sadly had a miscarriage at seven weeks. And so I just want to give a trigger warning to this episode. Um, I am discussing miscarriage, I'm discussing pregnancy loss, I'm discussing fertility issues, if you do not have the capacity to listen to this and this feels too hard to listen to, I just want you to know I fully understand that. I also want to share this episode because for myself, um, navigating and dealing with this loss has been tough and listening to other women's stories and the things that they have gone through has been some of the most healing things that I have done. And so I want to be raw and I want to be honest about my experience because not only is it nice and healing for me to talk about it and to be witnessed in this, but I also know that for a lot of women who have had similar experiences, um, who have, you know, lost their child, um, you know, lost a pregnancy uh, or have struggled with fertility this can act as a warm comforting blanket to them to reminding them that they are seen and that they are heard um and that you know they're going to be okay so I want to talk about the story of my miscarriage <laughs> and what happened um and how I'm going and the things that have really helped throughout this period and this time journey um and yeah. I'm I'm shedding light on a topic that's like so fucking taboo, right? As I was talking to the specialist when I was in hospital, um, because I did have to go to hospital for this, because at the time I also had COVID, but more on that later. Um, I was talking to the doctors, and at seven weeks, which is where I was at in my pregnancy, thirty percent of miscarriages are lost. That is so many lost pregnancies like that is so many people right 30 percent of people at seven weeks pregnant lose their child now i just want to say that there are so many people that i know of that have also had similar experiences but are very private about it they don't like talking about it But I am one of those people where I'm like, let's talk about the taboo. Let's talk about the topics that are uncomfortable. Let's talk about the things that women kind of go through and that they experience and that they have to deal with because it's fucking important. It's important for people to feel seen and to feel heard and to feel like they matter. And for anyone who's listening or you know, anyone who's experienced this and have felt like, oh, I shouldn't have told anybody or I didn't want to because it was shameful or it was bad or it was, it, you know, whatever those thoughts or stories are, I just want you to know I totally get that. I totally get that uncomfortability, but you get to have your experience. You get to honour and own your experience and honour and own your grief that you'll be navigating through or you may have already navigated through and it continues to come up. Like for me, it has come up every day um, since it's all happened in a very beautiful way. (laughs) Some days I'm like, wow, uh, this is intense, but other days it's been really beautiful. Um, So yes, we're talking about miscarriage today in this episode, talking about my experience with it, the beautiful spiritual moments that have come with it, because my goodness in the hospital, I had the most beautiful moment, this beautiful spiritual moment, and the things that I have been doing since to honour myself, honour my body, um, and honour my soul. So Um, remember that episode that I did where I said that the the fertility journey that we're on didn't work? Well, I was very wrong. That actually did work. And I was actually, in fact, pregnant at the time of recording that. and I was like "Mm, it's so weird you know it like makes you feel like you're pregnant but you're not I was actually in fact pregnant at the time had no idea uh because my pregnancy test kept showing up negative until I was about a week late for my period and that's when it finally showed up as positive um and I had very strong pregnancy symptoms Um, I found this out thing I can't remember how many weeks I think I was three weeks in when I found out, I actually, guys, I'm going to be totally honest. I can't fucking remember, so I'm not going to pretend like I know because I have no idea. I found out I was a week late for my period, um, and yeah, so that was that. Found out week late for my period. Immediately from that experience, I call my GP. We do blood tests to check, check the hCG levels. Um, I call up my specialist. They want to see me pretty quickly because of all of this because I had stuffed up the medication. So I was genuinely afraid that there'd be like a fleet of children inside of me. Um, That did not happen. (laughs) There was no fleet of children inside me, which is a good thing. Um, But the GP kind of unintentionally scared the life out of me because she mentioned that, uh, you know, if there has been too many that they'll have to like do some sort of a procedure. So I remember this was the weekend of my live event and uh, I had literally found out that I was pregnant a couple of days prior to that. And um, I was waiting until the Monday that I could see my doctor to find out if this was going to be a viable pregnancy or not already, like within the first couple of days. So we hadn't told anyone. I um, I told my auntie because I didn't want to tell my parents yet and I wanted to just vent about like, oh, my God, what the hell is happening? Uh, We see the doctor. It's all good. There's only one. I think I was measuring at like five weeks or something at that point. I think maybe four. I have no idea. can't remember. Uh, He asked me to come back another couple of weeks later, and so we did, and I just had really strong pregnancy symptoms. My God, my boobs were like balloons. Like I have never in my life had boobs so big, and my boobs are already enormous they were enormous i was so sore i was exhausted i was vomiting twice a day all symptoms that i would love to have back now like full transparency i would i would take it all back if i could um you know have the little joy inside me but you know that's not how things were meant to be <sighs> mm. Emotions are definitely rising as i'm bringing this topic up so i'm just honoring Everything that's coming to the surface right now. So yes, I was pregnant, and we had our scan um, the Monday before I miscarried. So I was I started miscarrying on Saturday, and on the Monday um, I had had a scan. We saw the heartbeat. It was very exciting. I actually have videos of this, of me being in the specialist's room um, with Jamie and seeing the heartbeat and you know like it was very emotional very exciting um yeah and then that night i had told my parents we go like it's my it was my mum's birthday the week after and so i dressed up this little box um basically like giving her presents and Saying, you know, we've got a really special present for you. You don't know about this present. She's usually someone who likes to pick out her own gifts. <laughs> so she she's a woman who knows what she wants. So fantastic, all for all for that. And then she realized that I was pregnant. It was very, very, very exciting. Um, the family was so excited. She was pumped saying, Yo, you know, um, you know, I think I want to be called Nana and my dad was excited and my brother was and we went out for dinner. We hadn't told Jamie's family because his parents were away and we were waiting until they came home. But yeah, so that had happened. I'd seen friends that previous weekend as well. And I knew like one of my closest friends that I went to school with, her name's Con, she fully fucking nude like I knew she was looking at me funny <laughs> I knew she was looking at me like I know this bitch is pregnant and she hasn't told me yet uh, and we're at a bar and I really wanted to tell her like everything in my soul and everything in my being I wanted to tell her but I also didn't want to like we had other friends meeting us there and I didn't want to make it obvious because then everyone would know and we were still trying to keep it quiet until we kind of reached just later into the pregnancy. Like I was going to start telling people around 10, 11 weeks. I didn't want to tell people so early. Um, so anyway, yeah, we, that had happened. And then on that Monday um, told my parents and then a couple of days later, like still having strong pregnancy symptoms, getting excited. Parents are always checking in. Um, they they were so excited at the thought of being grandparents. Um, you know, this has been like a long time coming of, wanting to try and, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs with a lot of uh, surgeries and PCOS and struggling with ovulation, all that kind of stuff, right? And I want to preface this with, not that I'm really prefacing it, we're 10 minutes in, but I want to say that, you know, being part of the spiritual community or even being part of personal development does not mean that tough shit isn't going to happen, right? It doesn't mean that you aren't going to experience really tough moments in your life. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a miscarriage, right? It doesn't mean that you're not going to just have life happen, right? Like life is life. Life happens. It doesn't mean any of that. What it does mean, though, is that you have a beautiful level of Uh, skills and tools to be able to help you get through it and you have a beautiful connection to faith to also help you get through it as well and that has been the biggest thing that I have been leaning on that has helped me in just so many fucking ways like so many more ways more ways than one and has helped me be able to show up for my clients be able to be in sessions you know um, less than a week later and just yeah it's been amazing it's like I it's I can't I can't tell you how how much i'm so grateful for the work that i do because without it i literally don't know how i would be with this kind of a situation so yeah anyway back to the story <laughs> going back to the story finally that it happened <laughs> i'm giggling because i'm like my goodness right what a fucking whirlwind um <laughs> so that it all happened um and then it hit like thursday of the week and I started to feel quite sick. Wednesday night, I had a really early night because I was like, I am exhausted. I could feel completely zonked. My nose is a little bit blocked. Maybe I'm getting a cold. I don't know. The next day, I wake up on Thursday. I remember I, I remember I saw a couple of clients, but I slept a lot and I was like, fuck, I am feeling really, I'm feeling really lousy. Um, I feel like I'm either getting the flu or I'm getting COVID. And so Jamie went out and he got COVID tests for me. And I tested and I, lo and behold, had the beautiful spicy flu. Um, And, yeah, so then I went, oh, okay, well, I'm going to have to lay low. On that day as well, I wasn't feeling very nauseous anymore. And, like, to be honest, guys, nausea was, like, my biggest telltale sign. Like, wow, this pregnancy is strong as fuck. Like, (laughs) baby is strong. Like, they are sucking the life out of me and good on it, right? And, you see, like, I had this um, app. I have the flow app, but i I bought flow pregnancy it's like the it's like the upgraded version of flow for pregnant people. I don't know anyway, so I bought flow pregnancy and it like showed me what the baby looks like um and it looked like this little reptile and I would talk to my auntie on the phone being like. Do it, we're just, it, the body is being sacrificed for the reptile. Like, and not actually, but you know what I mean? Just having a bit of a giggle of like, you know, the baby gets everything and I will do everything till the, after the baby. So fully in like mum mode before, <laughs> you know, before I've even hit that like 12th, 12th week. And I'm not going to lie, like intuitively I was quite, nervous and fearful at the idea and the prospect of miscarriage like I have got a lot of family who've miscarried I know of people in my family who struggled with fertility um you know that are blood related as well so I was also always kind of nervous for Jamie. It like hadn't really hit him that I was pregnant. I wasn't showing. For me, it like the reminders were when I was vomiting, right? Like head in the toilet bowl, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm really pregnant, aren't I?" <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was starting to get excited, but I also was like, "I want to wait till we get to 12 weeks because I'm nervous to get like too excited and then to you know for something to happen." And I just I want to take really good care of myself, connect to the baby, but I. Um, I had nerves like and also by the way guys like given what I have gone through over the last two years of endosurgeries PCOS issues ovulation issues like it makes total fucking sense that I was nervous like I'm allowed to be nervous I'm a human fucking being Um, but I was also simultaneously getting very very excited so yeah I realized that I have COVID I got nervous about that come Friday all of my pregnancy symptoms had disappeared. I remember talking to my mom and she was like, how are you going? How are you feeling? And I was like, you know, I feel really shit. Like I feel really sick. I have definitely got COVID. But weirdly enough, like I don't really have the pregnancy symptoms. Like I'm not feeling nauseous. Like that's helpful that I'm not vomiting as well as being sick with COVID because that's not fun. This is also the second time that I've had COVID. So it wasn't like nearly as intense as the first time. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's really weird. But like, you know. That's life, living it up, let's go. I right? didn't really think too much into it. But then I remember just like having this feeling of like, I need to make sure that I've reported this on the government website just in case anything would happen and I need to go to the hospital because I need to be able to make sure that I can get into a hospital so that um, I can be looked after. And I just had this like really nagging, intuitive feeling and it wasn't necessarily like an egoic thought. It was very much an intuitive, I need to make sure that this is reported just in case. Just in case, just in case, just in case. Um, And then, yeah, so Saturday rolls around and um, I was FaceTiming friends in the morning and I kind of had been nursing a bit of fever that morning. I was taking Panadol. You can only take Panadol. You can't take a lot of the other stuff. Um, And I was like doing all the right things, resting, sleeping, eating good food, doing what I could to look after myself. Jamie had a big comp um, at the gym and so he was away all day. He was away all day the day before as well. He was kind of helping me when he was able to, but um, I was pretty, I was fine. Like I could get up and do things like, you know, I wasn't completely bedridden, but I was just slow, you know, being pregnant and having COVID, you're a little bit slow. It just, it's how it is. And then that night, or that day, sorry, middle of the day, I started spotting. And it was like this, you know, TMI, but like pink-brown kind of color. And I went, that's fucking weird because I'm nearly seven weeks. I think I was seven weeks on Sunday or Monday. And I have not had any spotting the whole pregnancy, nothing, not a not a little drop, drop right? That's weird. And then I went, my pregnancy symptoms have disappeared. Mm, this is weird. Immediately I call my mom and I go, I don't know, something feels off. Um, I'm like, I don't think I'm miscarrying, but if I do miscarry, I'm sure I'll know soon. And I texted Jamie, it was like five o'clock in the afternoon and because I, I was at this point, I was wearing a pad because I was like, I'm spotting enough that I need to wear a pad. This is kind of weird. And I told him, I was like, you know, I'm passing these little clots and I'm spotting and you know, I'm not worried. I don't think I'm miscarrying, but I'm just letting you know. And if I do think that I am, I'll just call an ambulance um and he freaked out immediately and calls me he's like okay hey, what's going on so I'm like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I didn't want to call you like because I know you've got a lot on your plate but I'm okay if something goes wrong i will let you know so anyway he comes home that night he goes do you think anything's wrong mind you we've been sleeping in separate beds he'd been sleeping on the couch I'd been sleeping in the bedroom because obviously I don't want him to get COVID I don't want him to get sick because COVID sucks um and the last time he had it he had a really bad case of it I was fine after a couple of days but he was sick for a while um and so yeah like you know that had happened then that night I started to started to feel very like very much that intuitive nudge and I'm sure anyone who's experienced this you will know what this feels like that intuitive nudge of something is fucking off something is not right and I remember thinking to myself I think I'm having a miscarriage. I think I'm losing the baby. Like I could almost, this feeling of like, I don't know how to describe it, but I felt like the soul of the baby was very attached to my body, like very much like could feel the energy of a child. And I actually still do, to be completely honest. Like I still feel like my baby's not too far away um, and like our baby's not too far away. But then in the evening I went, something's wrong. I know, I know something's wrong. And so I was up until like 2 o'clock in the morning because I just couldn't sleep because I knew in my soul I I think I'm going to lose the baby. I, I'm really, everything's changed, the, the spotting, like it just, I just feel like this is what's going on and I'm about to get some bad news. And I remember sitting in bed and I have a pretty strong relationship to the universe, God source, whatever you want to call it. And I remember almost praying and saying, and I was praying to the baby too, I was like, if this is going to pass and if it's not meant to be and if and if the baby's going to go and I don't want you to go, but if you're meant to leave and if you're not meant to be here, show me blood in the morning. Please show me blood first thing in the morning because the spotting wasn't like fresh blood. It was like old, so you just, you just don't know. And I said, you know, please show me in the morning so that I don't have to wait for 10 days to have my next scan. I can see and I know and I can get help. And I had that conversation at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I felt at peace with having that like prayer conversation out loud and then immediately kind of fell asleep out of pure exhaustion. Um, And I had been like Googling things as well. Dr. Google, not great, but also one of the reasons why I knew I was miscarrying. So not the worst thing in the world, <laughs> but also that evening, I forgot to mention this. I started cramping pretty heavily on Saturday night. So that's why I was like, ah, yeah, I really think that this is what's going on now. And I didn't tell Jamie that I was cramping because I just didn't want to freak him out. So yeah, woke up in the morning. I didn't want to go to the bathroom. Like everything in me was like, don't go to the toilet, don't go to the toilet, don't go to the toilet. Cause I knew, I knew as the second that I woke up, I knew I was miscarrying. Um, and so i i didn't I didn't want to go to the toilet because I didn't want to see it because I wanted to avoid it, right? Because these big emotional moments, sometimes we just don't want to see it. So anyway, I ended up going. There was a lot of blood. Um, and then I called Jamie and I started getting a bit teary. And I said, "Well, he was in the house." And I said, um, "I'm having a. I'm pretty sure I'm having a miscarriage. I think I need to go to the hospital." Um, and then. We didn't really know what to do. I then called my parents because I said because they wanted me to update them, and I just said, "Hey guys, like I'm okay, but I'm pretty sure I'm having a miscarriage. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go to the hospital and get checked out and know what to do next. I suppose because you just I don't know. I'd never been pregnant. I didn't know what to fucking expect. And then I call. We called friend because obviously I had COVID. I was COVID positive. I didn't want to just like stroll into an ER. Um, because that's wrong. Uh, so I wanted to find out. We we have a friend who's a doctor, and they know all the COVID hospitals. They used to work in the COVID department, um, the Department of Health is a doctor. So I was like, "Hey, can you give me a hand? I, I really." Um, he didn't know I was pregnant at the time, and I said, "Look, I'm having a miscarriage. um I'm bleeding. I have cramping. This has been happening for a couple of days. My my pregnancy symptoms have gone. um Can you help us? I don't I don't know where to go." And so he very kindly was like, yep, go to Cabrini, which is a hospital in Melbourne. Um, uh, and he was like, uh, do you want me to call them for you? And I said, no, 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 no that's fine. Uh, no, I'll just call them. And so I was going to call them. And then I just procrastinated the whole thing. So <laughs> I think I called them at like 8.39 in the morning and i get to the hospital at like 10 a.m., right? I'm like, I don't want to fucking go to the hospital because I know the second that I go to the hospital, is the second that it's confirmed that I'm losing my baby and I don't want to think that I'm actually losing my baby. And, like, this was the thought process in my head, you know, because it was scary and painful and I was terrified. So I, um, yeah, he ends up texting. He's like, hey, have you called them yet? And I said, oh, I'm just going to, like, have a shower. (laughs) Just, like, being as slow as possible. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to call them and tell them that you're coming um, because someone needs to call them and tell them that you're coming so yeah they were going to meet me outside the front so yeah I have had a shower I packed some things um I didn't know if I was going to be staying overnight or not I kind of presumed that I wouldn't I had no idea what to expect if I'm honest so I get there the staff are amazing I had to be totally isolated Jamie couldn't come in um go to the hospital bed and I was just sort of sitting in there for a long time before I met anyone. The the nurses would come in and they were in full PPE. Of course, you have to be like it's you know, people get so sick from this in the world. Like it's uh you know, some people really have a tough time with it. So you don't want to be kind of spreading it everywhere. So, yeah, that, that had happened. I was kind of getting my blood work done. My HCG levels were showing someone to be seven weeks pregnant. So And because they couldn't compare it to my previous results because I was at a hospital where my specialist wasn't working out of because where my specialist works out of, they don't have a COVID ward. So I had to do an ultrasound. And so I think I got there at like 10, 30. By 12.30, I was having the ultrasound. I knew in every fibre of my being my baby was going, like, the way I was bleeding, the way I was feeling the cramping and that like soul intuition. I can't stress this enough. Like your body, it's like amazing when you start to tune into the wisdom of it. But I just fucking knew. I just knew. And I was praying. I didn't want it to happen, but I knew it was happening. Um, And so I had the, I had to, you know, obviously wear my mask, all that kind of stuff. Everyone had full PPE around me. They barely wanted to come into the room, of course, because I had COVID. So it was pretty scary. I texted a few of my closest friends um, and they didn't, some of them didn't know I was pregnant and they were really, oh my God, so devastated for me. So Like everybody who knew was just like praying and devastated and very upset. And so, um, yeah, I go in there for the ultrasound and this is the part where I get very teary and emotional talking about. So I'm just letting you know, it's still very raw and, um, but they do an ultrasound because obviously my HCG levels weren't reflective of me losing the baby. Um, And so she does the ultrasound and she's in there for a while. And this is like the up your vagina one. God, I could find a better way of saying that, but it's I think it's called transvaginal ultrasound. I don't fucking know. But anyway, like she looked on the top of the belly and then they also have to do the one inside. Um, And so I was measuring at seven weeks and – Basically, the heart rate, which was very healthy on Monday, had decreased to below half of what it should have been. And the sac was loose. Um, and what what tends to happen, I'm not a doctor, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but the sac sticks to your uterus, I think, I don't know. But anyway, it was like coming apart and it was coming off, which meant that, my body was getting ready to expel it. Um, And so, yeah, the baby was in there. And uh, previous to this, like, you don't really see, you just see a blob on the ultrasound, uh, uh, on the scans, in the ultrasound, Um, but she asked me if I wanted to see it, and I said yes. I don't think that I should have said yes because this was um, deeply painful to see. But she showed me, and it looked like the shape of a baby, And then I saw like this wobbly sack and, and then I knew I was, I was looking at it and it really bothered me because I knew that was our baby and yeah, I I knew it was, it was dying and I couldn't do anything. Um, And (sighs) that was the hardest thing was knowing that it was dying and I couldn't do a thing. Um, and that's what made it feel very, very real was like this baby's heartbeat was going and I couldn't do anything. I could, I was completely powerless in the situation. My fiance, who I love so much, Jamie, who's my biggest support system, couldn't be there in the room with me when I'm seeing this. I had to do this by myself. And, you know, it was tough, like as much as I'm not a mother yet, like I haven't had a child yet. Um, that's the closest thing to feeling like a mum that you could have is carrying this child with you for seven weeks and then seeing that it's dying and you can't do anything is really like just knowing it's passing away. And I feel like this this might be triggering words as well and I'm really sorry I'm trying to find a way of saying this without like upsetting people but that's how it felt. This is as raw as it can be is around how it felt. So had that experience. Um, Went back to the room, was very teary, crying a lot. Um, And I I will say like one thing that was kind of good about being by myself, which I wanted Jamie there. The only person that I really wanted in the room with me was Jamie. But one thing that was actually quite good about having that experience by myself was that I could fucking cry and howl and scream and go like go to the ninth degree of how I was actually feeling. Like I didn't have to monitor myself on how I was feeling. Like I really let myself feel all the emotions Um, and I didn't give a fuck if people didn't like it or if the nurses didn't like it because I was really fucking sad. And so, yeah, they kept coming in and doing different things. The doctor came in and was talking to me about it and, you know, oh, my gosh, the doctor who was in the ER at Cabrini oh my god he was like a literal angel sent from heaven like he was just so beautiful so empathetic and so many of the nurses were as well like they looked after me so well and he was like I'm so sorry and you know tried to console me in any way he could the cramping started getting really bad I was actually prescribed endone and I feel like part of the level of pain I don't know about any of you guys but I did not know how deeply painful a natural miscarriage could be um, because I just, I don't know. No one's ever fucking told me how painful it is, right? I've only ever heard of people getting DNCs. So um, yeah, the cramping started getting really bad and I asked, I said, oh, can can I have a DNC? Like I don't don't wanna naturally like lose this because I, firstly, I wanted to know genetically what was going on, but they wouldn't have been able to find anything apparently anyway. and then secondly, I was like, this is really painful. Like, I know that this could last for days and I don't want to deal with this. Like, can someone take this out? <laughs> this sounds horrible, but I want I want our baby to be out of pain. Can someone please take the baby out of me? And this was like my thought process of like, can someone please please stop the pain of the baby? It's not going to last anyway. So like stop the pain of the baby and stop the pain inside of me. Like, I want to heal from this sooner than later. And yeah, t- that was my thought process. And I was like, no, you know, um because you have COVID you, it's hard to operate on you and you're already passing it you're already at that stage of bleeding where we think that you're going to pass it naturally um there's no need to do this at this point in time so the best thing we can do is send you home and I was like oh. I was pissed off of course and like they understood why I was pissed off but I was like well you know you guys are trying it's fine I get it so I'm sitting there, and then they say that I'm basically free to go, I'm free to be discharged. And I stand up and I start getting dressed. And mind you, I am on endone at this point in time. <laughs> like I am actively miscarrying. Um, I'm cramping, all the things are happening. And I stand up, and then I have this like massive urge to go to the bathroom, and I ran to the bathroom and in the COVID ward, you had to get like permission to use the toilet. Yeah, because like it's yeah, you can't like just be walking through the halls of the hospital like that's not okay. And it didn't. The emergency department doesn't really have like its own cubicles uh, for each room. They did in the upstairs section, but not for that section. And so, yeah, I ran to the bathroom and just started passing like I don't know TMI, but massive clots and so much blood and. I was like mortified by what was happening. I could not believe it. And just like the level of pain that I was in, I was like, I feel I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like this is, I've never been in pain like this in my life. Mind you, had COVID at the time as well. So we're mixing COVID with extreme pain like this. Um, so I come back to the bedroom, uh, like my room, sorry, and I'm still trying to get dressed. And then the urge comes again and I'm like running back and forth from the bathroom and basically bent over and, um, Jamie arrives to come and pick me up and he's wearing his mask and all the, you know, gear that he needs to. And he's watching me like I didn't even say hello to him. I was in so much pain and I'm running back and forth from the bathroom and then I basically nearly collapse and the nurse says, no, you have to go back on the bed and um, within a really short amount of time I was basically convulsing on the bed and shaking from pain and just crying because I've never felt pain like that. And I'm sure like, you know, and I, I know this about pain, right? When you're emotional, pain's also heightened. Um, so I was obviously very emotional, had COVID, pain was very intense. Um, and at that time I was, the the miscarriage was happening. So the, I was passing, I was passing our baby um, naturally when I was sort of running to the toilet and the tissue and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I was convulsing on the bed, um, and they had they had to, you know, basically sedate me to make it less painful. Uh, and then they and then Jamie sort of stood up for me and said to the the nurses, he was like, I can't take her home like this. Like she, look at her; she can't stand. She can't even sit in a wheelchair without, you know, nearly vomiting in pain. Like I can't, I can't do this um you need to help her and so they they kept me overnight they decided to keep me overnight um and jamie was stayed there with me for a few hours after this it all happened and i was obviously in a lot of pain he was very worried he said to me the next day when i'd come home he said it was really scary to watch you i've never seen you like that um and i and i thought you were dying or you were you hemorrhaging or something It was horrible but, you know, for me, I think it was just a mixture of everything. Plus, like, natural miscarriages, guys, fucking painful hours, right? <laughs> Massively painful. I know of a few people who have reached out to me being like, yeah, it was really, really, really painful. Um, they gave me pretty heavy painkillers to be able to help me through it. And I'm like, yeah, even the heavy painkillers weren't enough I to just be knocked out pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that had happened. I stayed overnight. I was so sad. Crying a lot, very emotional. Could barely sleep because I was so I was just so sad. Like, and I'm still so sad. You know, I feel I I felt like I was having a girl. Um, my mum thought I was having a girl. My auntie thought I was having a girl. Jamie had no ideas. Like, I'm not I'm not really sure. But the people who knew thought I was having a girl. Um, and so I've just kind of stuck with that. There's no way of knowing because when you pass it so small at the time. So yeah, that had happened. I stayed overnight, barely slept. And this is where some like beautiful things start to happen. So obviously I'm feeling like so fucking sad. I had that day before I was on the heavy painkillers, New because I'm miscarrying, I'm going to have to reschedule my Monday. I was meant to have two new clients start and just told them, hey, I've had a health thing that has come up. I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to reschedule to later in the week. I'll contact you first thing Tuesday. And we can make a reschedule. Um, and they were so lovely. And, you know, I'm so lucky that I work with such fucking solar line clients who just get it. Um, and so, yeah, basically anyone who reached out to me, um, I was saying, hey, I'm going to be in contact on Tuesday to reschedule things, to move things around. I'm currently not able to talk. Um, so, yeah, had those conversations. Yeah, I was in the hospital overnight and in the morning, it was like 5 a.m., super early, woke up super fucking early again was so emotional just like super teary couldn't stop crying I didn't want to speak to anyone like the only people that I would speak to was Jamie and sometimes um my mom I declined basically everyone else's calls I didn't want to speak to anyone I was so wrapped up in my grief I just I was so sad and I didn't let anyone call me until like Friday of last week because I was like I don't want to talk to you sorry love you but I am not ready to speak to anyone on the phone or to describe what's happened because I was in so much so much emotional pain and physical pain too that I was like I can't do this yeah so I was laying in bed and I felt like this strong presence of an angel in the room and anyone who knows me knows that I trained as a psychic medium for a couple of years. And I felt this like really strong presence of an angel in the room. And I had my eyes shut and I could see the angel holding my my baby, our baby. Fuck, this brings up so many emotions. and um, And I just sat in the hospital bed and I just sobbed because I just felt in that moment that my baby was okay. And that's brought a lot of comfort as well, right? Like probably a big part of the reason why I'm moving through this grief really beautifully, in my opinion. I feel like I'm moving through it really beautifully because, yeah, I could see my baby being held by an angel and it felt just very, very, very comforting. I couldn't see the angel's face. I couldn't see the baby's face either. But they were older. They were like probably, um, yeah, a couple couple of months old, Uh, not like fetus baby but like actual baby out of the womb kind of thing and I could see this angel holding them and I just went my baby our babies with the angels they're they're protected it's okay they've passed they've gone and they're with the angels and part of my hesitation and my nerves like the night before was like I don't know if I passed it yet I don't know if I've passed the baby because again you're bleeding so heavily and there's so many clots you cannot decipher between what is what like it's just too messy and that's really gross but it's the truth um so like seeing that was like i know it's i know it's past now i'm okay i know it's past um the baby is with angels the baby's with the spirit team the baby's in the place that it needs to be and it just was such a deep sense of comfort so anyway that had happened and then there specialists wanted to call for an ultrasound to make sure that I had passed the baby and I didn't need a DNC. Um, and they did one and I was like, I know that I've passed it. Like I, and because of that spiritual experience, I knew that I had passed it. Um, and so they did it. I had, I had a quick shower cause it's kind of gross, you know, having that ultrasound when you're bleeding as heavily as I was. And then um, yeah, within a couple of hours I was being sent home, which I was like, thank God, get me out of here. I want to go home to my partner just want to cuddle my fiance. I just want to cuddle my dog and my cat. And I just, I want to put this out of my brain. Um, And so, yeah, I get home and then I'm like so teary Monday. Um, And basically every single day since I've cried once to two times apart from yesterday yesterday was sunday and i didn't cry at all it was so weird and i was like wow look at this girl go (laughs) i'm fucking killing it and if i needed to grieve i was going to and i set aside time and i was like if i need this space to cry about what's happened i can and i didn't need to it was amazing but making up for it today um (laughs) so yeah i got home and then um was you know in tears had a lot of messages from people still have a lot of messages from people all the time um, the outpouring of support if, on Instagram, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, definitely, definitely do. Um, I've spoken about this on there and I had such an outpouring of love and support and I'm so deeply grateful. And again, so deeply grateful for hearing other people's stories and what they've gone through. That has been again, like a warm blanket being wrapped around me. That's the only way I can describe it. It's so fucking comforting. Again, one of the reasons why I'm sharing about this. So yeah, that had all happened. I was at home. I was bleeding very heavily. Um, still passing lots of clots and I was until like Thursday pretty much and then like on and off every day I have been ever since um and then yeah then I've been healing from the process and the experience but on the drive home and I and I haven't mentioned this but on the drive home from the hospital that day again another one of the reasons why I felt so deeply comforted and felt like you know the baby was you know in a really good place was we were driving and A couple of years ago um, I lost a family member who was quite close to me and, um, yeah, they passed well before their time. They shouldn't have passed away when they did, but unfortunately life happens. And um, when we were driving home, we were stopped at a stop light and across the road was the number plate and it said her name and it didn't say any numbers or anything like that, just her name. And immediately I got quite teary and I had these goosebumps because I felt like the angel in the hospital was this person who was, you know, I was close to and had passed away a few years ago. And I felt like they had my child and I know that this person always wanted a girl. And so I was like, well, now she can look after my little girl up there. So yeah, that was super comforting. And ever since then, I've felt at peace with what's happened, like I know that 30% of people have this experience. I know I couldn't have done anything more right. I know that, you know, I couldn't have controlled if I got COVID. I do all the right things, right? I take my vitamins. I look after my body as much as I can. Um, I know that I haven't done anything wrong in this experience. And um, sometimes things happen. Sometimes souls choose to have certain experiences and I can't begin to ex- explain or understand or know why. And... I had a really beautiful experience. One of my friends, Michelle Panning, I've had her on this podcast. She actually sent me photos from the book Spirit Babies and it's was talking about miscarriages and what can happen. And and a lot of it rang really true and was like just again, like this beautiful big warm hug around me, like and just experiencing the depth of grief and the deepness and the darkness of this like grief where you feel like you've lost so much, but you also feel so deeply supported, like things. On the other side, are working out, and you know the the, the spirit of the baby, the spirit of Jamie and I, at, at, and I's baby, is not too far away at any given point. So, it's been really lovely to feel and to receive <laughs> lots of emotions. um So, yeah, that that was beautiful. And then that night, um, when I got home from the hospital, there was there's been stuff that Jamie and I have been trying to do and trying to have happen for like literally over a year, like we've been trying to work on something um, in a personal way. And I won't, I'm not going to get into details around that, but we've been trying to get something to happen um, on a personal front for a long time to do with like our future and moving forward. And we just had so much kickback, so much kickback, so much kickback. And it just wasn't falling into place. And the day that I get home from the hospital is the day that he gets the email saying that everything's gone through. And we were just like, oh my God, like, we so, and I'm so excited in that moment for our future of like, wow, these amazing things are happening. And then also being like, wow, and we're, you know, we're not going to have the baby for that. And that was really sad, but it also felt almost like this beautiful gift that our baby was giving from the other side. It was strange. I can't describe it until so you've kind of gone through something like this and you've had these beautiful spiritual experiences alongside it. You kind of can't know, right? And seeing, And seeing kind of how Jamie has shown up for me and for us in our relationship after this really horrible, hard experience has been so beautiful. I cannot even begin to to express to you how supportive, kind, loving, caring, selfless he has been in all of this. He has been the only person, and I wrote this in my post, but he's been the only person that I've wanted around 24-7 and he has been the best person to have around 24-7. He is just, yeah, I'm so glad that I we are together and we are each other's people because I I think that, you know, these big experiences, these really difficult experiences could be enough to really drag couples apart and I feel like it just brought us a lot closer together. So I'm really grateful for that as well. So, yeah, he's been amazing. And I'm really grateful for that. And then on Friday I started working with clients again and now it's Monday and I've been able to see family and see friends and be, been okay. I also um, got a beautiful little necklace that I'm wearing and this is just to commemorate the baby. Like I'm trying to do these little things that make it feel, um, that make me feel connected um, and I have this, little beautiful it's called it's from by charlotte it's like a brand a jewelry brand and it's basically this uh gold little nugget that has what would have been the baby's birthstone um for the due date of the baby as well because it was meant to be in april so yeah that's all happened the doctors have said you know you'll be right to try again just give it a month or so and because of Uh, how traumatizing miscarrying naturally on my own was. Um, I don't think we'll be trying again anytime soon. The good news that I'm taking from this is that I can fall pregnant, which is wonderful. Um, The, yeah, I need space. So I need time to process this. I want time to heal from this experience and, I know of a lot of mums who have miscarried their first and then the second, you know, every single week until they hit that point, there's just that low level of anxiety. And um yeah, so I'm, I need to make sure mentally and physically, right? I want to take care of my body because boy oh boy with the cravings weird when I was pregnant. Um, but I want to take care of my body, but I also want to make sure that like I know I'll never really be ready, but in terms of my mental state, I I do want to be in a really strong place where I feel very at peace with what's happened. And I have this sense and I've spoken to this with family that I feel like our baby is going to tell me when they're ready to come in. Um, And I feel like that's going to be through a spiritual sign, such as what I saw, you know, in the hospital um, or something else. I feel like I'm going to physically visually some something right I'm going to see feel experience that the baby's ready, and that's when I'm ready to start trying and I just don't think that's going to be for a couple of months or maybe six months, you know, who knows, but I know that I'm ready to listen once that does come through so that's been my that's been my experience um you know in the depths of grief, there's been so much beauty that's come of this experience the way your friends and family show up for you, my goodness, I'm so lucky. Such beautiful people around me who, you know, and beautiful people around Jamie too, who love us so much. And we really felt that throughout this experience and, you know, anyone who's listening to this who is part of that group of friends and family, you know exactly who you are and um, I'm so deeply grateful for your love and your support. And then the same for, you know, the audience and even old clients and current clients and the beautiful love and the well wishes everyone has sent. It's so deeply appreciated by both of us. And if you are somebody who has gone through a miscarriage or if you have experienced, if you're experiencing something difficult, you know, if, you, if you're breathing, right? I just want you to know I love you and I see you and it is going to get better. And I think it's so important that throughout these moments and these times and these periods of our lives that we just take such good fucking care of ourselves. We do what we can to regulate our nervous systems. We do what we can to take extra care of ourselves to make sure we're feeling grounded, regulated, supported. We honour our bodies. We honour what we need to be able to heal. And healing doesn't come through hustling, through healing comes through taking space for yourself. And, you know, the, the reason why I think I've been able to show up so much for my clients over this last couple of weeks or last week or so is because I have really, really honored myself through this experience and honored everything that has risen to the surface and that has come up. And when I haven't been okay, I haven't gone into Voxer because I'm not going to fucking spray that onto my clients. I haven't gone onto Instagram because again, I'm not going to like put that on other people but I own it, right? I own it. I honor it. I take care of myself. I do what I need to so that I can feel okay again. And when I am okay, that's when you'll hear me hear from me in Voxer. That's when you'll hear from me on Instagram. <laughs> so I hope this has brought some of you guys some solace. Um, just, again, sharing my journey. I think that I did not know how painful a natural miscarriage could be. Um, I don't know of many people who are in the spiritual space who are coaches who have experienced miscarriages. If you have, love to hear from you. Um, and I don't see this spoken about nearly as much as what I think it should because 30% of people are dealing with this. So, yeah, I, I hope that this has been helpful. It's been very therapeutic for me. So, you know, if it hasn't been helpful for you, it's been great for me. Um, and I love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes, please make sure to. Subscribe. I will be more regular as a result of you know going through this. And there's some really epic guests guests that I have lined up as well for the next couple of weeks. If you have any questions, make sure to reach out by Instagram. I do really would appreciate if you don't ask me too many questions about this experience, just because it's raw as fuck. <laughs> but if you do ever have any questions for me in terms of like life um or coaching or anything like that feel free to reach out Uh, i am taking on -on one-on-one clients at the moment so if you're interested in that make sure to sign up i also have just run a, a an amazing uh coaching masterclass as well so for those of you who are coaches and are wanting to grow and scale your businesses then i have just had one of those that has uh just completed on friday or is just about to start depending on when we can get this out so definitely check the links down below if you haven't already um and there's lots more things to come so i love you guys thank you so much for being here and i will speak to you very very soon thanks bye I'm a symbol you. Want to